welcome everybody to the Magic Beans podcast. We are back again for episode number 69. Nice. I'm your host tonight. <laughs> Thought we were going to get away with not saying it, but Chewie's ruined the intro. <laughs> I'm your host. My name is Shorty, and uh, yes, I have Chewie on the line. How's it going, mate? I've had a nice day. How, how about you, mate? <laughs> <laughs> it's been pretty good. Uh, and we also have Cracker. How's it going, Cracker? I'm well, thanks, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Very professional tonight, all all grown up and mature. And, well, yeah, someone's got to counteract the nonsense. <laughs> There's a reason I've got the angry emoji. Yeah, yeah. Cracker's uh, like would... the dad of the beans, right? <laughs> I don't know how. I'm not even the oldest one. <laughs> you're the most mature. Yes. It's a, It's not about age in chronological terms. I was going to say, you're the tallest, but I think no, Chris no, is no. taller Chris, than you. Chris is definitely much taller than me. Yes. I know for sure I'm the shortest. That is... That is 100%, Goes so that's, that's fine. <laughs> All right, so, yeah, plenty to talk about tonight, as uh, as we say every week. there's uh, We've got a whole sort of mixed bag on the, the show notes tonight. There's lots of little bits and pieces and things going on. Uh, so, yeah, there's uh, we'll be getting into all that tonight. But before we do get into that, Cracker, do you want to tell us about our awesome sponsors? Yeah, Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar. They are a Facebook auction page. They run nightly auctions for sweet, sweet physical magic cards, which we're starting to seem like we get to touch again, which is pretty exciting. Uh, so drop past there. You can throw some bids on and, and buy some sweet cards. You can get really good value uh, and let them know that the beans sent you. Very good. All right. So the first uh, thing on the docket for tonight, uh, which we've spoken about on a couple of previous podcasts and we sort of went into it a decent amount on the last one is Time Spiral Remastered. So that actually releases this weekend, I believe, although I haven't actually had confirmation that stores even have stock in Australia, so I wouldn't be surprised if it's being delayed. But supposedly the set is releasing this weekend and they're doing pre-releases, which is pretty cool. Uh, they, they sort of tend to do these for the Master sets. I know I've gone and drafted like Modern uh, was modern Masters, I think like the second one when that came out, that was good fun. I opened a uh, uh, Vendillion click. I was happy with that. Nice. Value. Yeah, Very can't good. Can't complain. So, yeah, they, they tend to do these pre-release weekends for these Masters sets. And, yeah, looking at Facebook a couple of days ago, it looked like stores in Australia are actually running them, uh, but I'm not too sure about other countries. So Wizards have actually come out and said they're going to run – official Wizards pre-releases through Spelltable. So I know you guys have tinkered with Spelltable before. That's, that's where you guys have played a little bit of Commander? Yeah, we did. a little bit uh, early on in Spelltable's life cycle, though. I think it's... Yeah, uh, and had that a was bit before Watsy took it over, actually, was the, the last time I used it. Yeah, okay. So do we think it's gotten better or worse since Watsy's taken over? <laughs> <laughs> both simultaneously? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can that be both at the same time? Yeah. Yes, it can. Uh, Cracker, what is Spelltable, if, if people have never heard of it before? Uh, yeah, so it's a it's a website that you can stream into. So the idea is that you have like either a webcam or your phone they've set up now. So you can basically play your physical magic cards on your, your desk in front of you. And then you, you know, present that up on screen and everyone else can see what's going on. It's It's got some really neat features when they work. So hopefully they all work where it will actually use um, like image detection to see what the card is. And you can actually like hover over rules text and things like that. So like it, it's pretty good. And it also tracks life totals and things like that. And with commander, it was tracking like commander damage for things. So 
It's kind of just a step up from doing it in Skype or Discord. It's the same basic idea where you, you can chat to your opponent and, you know, just play like a, a regular game of Magic with the physical Magic cards because obviously the time spiral set is not coming to Arena. Yeah, yeah it's a great concept. Yeah, it's sad that it's not an Arena. But, yeah, Spell Tables a great concept in that sense because it, you know, with everything that's going on in the world <laughs> at the moment and just the, you know, people wanting to play with, um, you know, friends that may live you know, in, in a different town or state or even country. It's a great, um, it's a great initiative. And yeah, as you said, the functionality when it works uh, is uh, actually really, really good. And it makes it uh, really easy to play those, um, those games with friends, you know, at, at a responsible distance. So it's a <laughs> thing. I love it. Responsible being on the other side of the world. In, in some cases. Exactly. Yep. Um, yeah, I, one of the other things I liked about it, I know you guys uh, sort of when it first came out uh, and played a couple of games of Commander, you can actually spectate the matches as well. So you can like the, you can have four people playing a game and, and you could jump in and just be a, a spectator and just view the game and watch it and see what's going on. So I think that'll be pretty cool for, for this sort of event. Uh, Wizards are running, they've, they've got a Discord set up so you can get on there and arrange your matches and, and join the the match queues and all that sort of stuff, but it's going to work effectively the same as any other pre-release would. You get yourself six packs, which obviously you'll need to purchase yourself from, uh, you know, your local card store or whatever. And yeah, you, you crack your packs and build your seal pool. Obviously, there is the potential for people cheating and, and things like that, which is always an issue at pre-release anyway. Um, but when you're able to just sit at home and, and build your pools is, yeah, it, it definitely has that that uh, open for uh, abuse there, which is... It's probably why there are no prizes or anything attached to it. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, so it's, it's just a fun... It's like, okay, yeah, good on you. You cheated and you went 4-0 in this event if, that like, you get nothing for. <laughs> good if, on you. <laughs> if you are somebody that cheats at a pre-release in general or cheats in one of these events, one day when, like, you walk outside and you see your poor, beloved family cat hit by a car... Uh, <laughs> That's 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 what happens when you do things like that, people. So don't don't cheat because yep. it's just not worth it. Because yeah. your cat will get killed. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. Shorty's going to come and shove it in an oven. Uh, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, good. Bring it back again. Sorry, you yeah, can't. You probably yeah. can't tell that I feel pretty strongly about cheating, but cheating at that sort of event. Oh my goodness! Yeah, like, it's what, it's just so how, scummy. How it's... is that fun? And like, just remove yourself from the magic community. <laughs> Yeah, I feel very, yeah, like, very strongly I've, about this. You know, you, Where's you, my you cheated box? a pre-release, and <laughs> you, you might get a couple of extra packs. But whoop de doo like oh. wow, you got you got ten dollars of extra value. Good, good on you. You yeah. ruined someone's night. Exactly. But it's just it's yeah, it's just dumb. So, like Chewie said, don't do it. And uh, yeah, it would be nice if you just removed yourself from the magic community instead. That that would be great. So, yeah, that's happening this weekend. Uh, yeah, you can find all that info on the Wizards site. If you just Google uh, Time Spiral Remastered pre-release, you'll find links for it. I heard today that CFB are actually running some stuff as well. So if you're in the Channel Fireball Discord, you'll be able to get information from that as well. And there's probably other other people. Uh, I think there might be some stores that are running them for just their stores and yeah, it's a cool concept, and yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. It might be something that becomes more commonplace going forward, and especially if the client works really well and, and they sort of iron out all the bugs. So yeah, we'll see how that goes. to see how it copes with huge amounts of load, right? You're, mm. you're, you're inviting yep. yeah, thousands of people on. Wise. Yeah. Yep. 
Um, yeah, so. all, all at the same time. Hypothetical question, the briefest of tangents. What's he taking this over? Maybe one day we get to like paper premiere events, like a Mythic Championship Pro Tour, whatever they're called. Do you think that Spell Table could become part of coverage? Like they've had like the Cardboard Live app and, and things like that um, over the journey. Do you think with what's he taking this over, that would be part of their plan that all of the functionality that we've just discussed could be built into coverage? I, I would hope so. Yeah, yeah me too. Pretty, I mean, it's that's, pretty handy. It's, it's, it's one of always the been a problem arena, with paper right? coverage. Yeah. Well, yeah. particularly when you come into a game halfway through and you look at this complicated board state and you're trying to like pass it and you're like, <laughs> what's that card? I can't remember because they've got a judge promo art or something like and, that. And you can't yeah, really tell it. Sleeves or whatever. It's yeah. an Armand Kid expedition yeah, or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, no idea what's going on. So, it, it, yeah, I would love it if that was a thing where I could like hit Twitch, see, you know, a couple of pros playing and then hover over the cards and, and like get the, you know, gatherer information or whatever. That'd be unreal. Yeah. What would be even better is the scryfall information. Well, yeah, I was going to say that, but then I realised <laughs> that if it's a Watsy thing, they probably use it. Yeah, it's going to be gather. I'll have scryfall open in another tab to get the actual. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's, I'm pretty sure we've spoken about paper coverage before, that it's always been a problem, like you said, where you just you just can't follow what's going yeah. on and you can't see the cards and read the cards. This would be an so, improvement though, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, yep, definitely yep, a very yep. big step. Okay. Yep, so yeah, I think you might be onto something there, Chewy. Oh, although when it happens, I'm going to claim it as my idea. Don't worry about that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Who knows when we will actually see high-level paper tournaments again. I'm tipping probably not this year and hmm, maybe not, not next year. year. Who who knows? So, yeah, but uh, hopefully that gives them plenty of time to iron out the bugs and, and make it into a, a even better system. So Yeah, think, of, think about how good they could make it with all of this time. Yeah, yep. We will keep an eye on that, and uh, if it does come out, then, yeah, we'll claim that as a Magic Beans idea from uh, everyone's favourite host, Chewy, apparently. You heard it here first. (laughs) (laughs) I got a... uh, I I haven't haven't told you this. I'll tell you you this on air. Oh, tangent uh, time. Someone donate their Josh and Pat's voucher to the best bean, being you, Chewy. Oh, Really? How good yes, is that? Yes. So. Oh, I got a medium little pat on the back. <laughs> I've got a, uh, I've got an auction. I've got to pay for actually. So, yeah. 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 Uh, actually, do you know what? Do you know why I need that voucher? It's because because it happened again this week. Is my wife outbid me on a card? No. So she saw that I was winning the bid and just put an extra dollar on it. She, you know, gave me the the laugh react. Here's an extra. But I mean, I got a. This is the sort of bargains you can get on Josh and Pat's. I got a foil expedition map for two bucks. So any um, seems good. Commander any Tron or, players out there, or yeah. Eldrazi, exactly. Eldrazi Tron, yeah, yep. Commander players, whatever it might be, yeah. Expedition map for two bucks with as a foil. So I'll take it. Very good. All right. So something else that uh, we didn't get a chance to talk about on the last podcast because nobody even knew it was coming at the time is uh, Historic Anthology number four. So we've seen these happen, obviously, four times now, seeing as this is Historic Anthology number four, where uh, wizards almost out of nowhere just go, hey, in, in a week and a half's time, these cards are getting released onto Arena. Uh, and they're released directly into the historic format. So it's a way for them to inject new cards or, or well, reprint cards into the historic format. They're meant to spark 
you know, more creative deck building and, and new options for archetypes and things like that, or add a little bit of power to ones that are lacking or, or you know, add answer cards and things like that. So that's the theory on why we get these. Um, Cracker, I don't know if you've got the card list up there. Do you want to take us through what's actually uh, in this set? Yeah, for sure. So there's only 25 cards and you can buy them for 4,000 gems or 25,000 gold. And uh, the bundles are only available for a couple of months. So they've, they've done this in the past, which is uh, a choice that they make. <laughs> and then you can just, <laughs> you can either like spend your gold and, and buy them all, or you can, uh, you know, then go out and just spend your wild cards instead if you don't get them in time. Which is not, it's not a bad price. Like 25,000 no, gold is, is not that hard to get. You get a play set of them and it's 25 cards and there's a, bu- a bunch of rares and mythics and stuff in there. So it's it's actually not a bad price. Uh, um, whether, whether or not it's worth it for this set is is another question. Yeah, I don't know. There's some cards in here that are interesting, but I don't know that I want all of them. So there's mm. Triumphant Reckoning, um, that wonderful nine mana white spell that everybody knows. <laughs> It's going to see heaps of play. Yep. It's going to see none of play. Uh, the next card is actually legitimately good. Declaration in Stone, uh, which is... It saw a fair bit of play in its time in the Shadows over Innistrad block. Uh, it's a Exile Tiger creature and all creatures its controller controls with the same name as that creature. That player investigates for each non-Toker creature exiled this way. So particularly good against token decks because they don't get the value of getting... Um, what was it clue tokens yes yeah yeah yeah, you get a clue yeah which is pay two mana it's an artifact yeah pay two mana sack it you get a uh, draw a card yeah so look that that one's for a fair bit of play uh i think that's probably worth the inclusion i mean given that they're not going to give us like path to exile or swords to plowshares or anything in historic at this stage um two mana i mean sorcery speed but it's kind of unconditional creature removal which is all right yeah. Uh, this three-bit inspector. I'm excited about actually, three-bit inspector. I think it's, it's actually a good mm, card. Yeah. It, it really shores up um, like a mono white aggro deck. It's yeah. uh, white for a one-two, and it, it brings a clue token as well. It's like they're giving, um, you know, trying to give white a boost because you know if you've looked at any. Are uh, they though? They put a nine mana sorcery in. I'm not sure that that's cool. <laughs> they've, they've got a premium a one drop and a premium removal spell. <laughs> that's so, true. Yeah. So that's true. I, and. and and, and a, whatever, a card with cool art. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, <laughs> That's the most important thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the, uh, like, Thraven Inspector, like, the, the Mono White Aggro deck was already a thing in Historic, and now it's got, you know, probably the best um, one mana, like, white creature in the last, printed in the last 10 years, right? Um, yeah, it was, it was one of those cards that, like, when you first read it, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, it's just a one mana, one, two, and you get a clue, whatever. And it wasn't until people actually played with it that you realized, oh, hang on, this is like one of the best creatures in the set. Yep. It's actually really good. And it went in a whole bunch of different decks and was used for a bunch of different reasons. It's hilarious. But one one of which being that it creates an artifact for other, like in, in those sets, there was a lot of artifact synergies or if you had an artifact, it um, you know, pumped your creatures and things like that. Uh, and then just being able to like be a decent blocker. It's a one-two as a blocker, so that's good against you know your mono reds and things like that. And then when it dies, we well, still got the clue sitting there, and you can just recover it uh, later on yeah. when you got a spare two mana. Well, so one of the biggest yeah, issues uh, with mono white aggressive decks was running out of gas, and this you know gave yeah. you something to do with your mana after turn four, and you know reloaded your hand post removal spell sweeper or whatever. So yeah, there's there's a lot of different axes that this card is good on. So. 
Yeah. I've seen people right. playing around putting it into Luristics already, which yeah, might, yeah. makes Seems a lot good. of sense as a good yeah, home. Perfect. Uh, yeah. So yep. white cards, there's Adorned Pouncer, which is a one moment double strike for two. Oh, we can Spice put that into Godfarer's Gift, Shorty. It's got double mm. strike. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think it makes Godfarer's Gift a good deck again, but no. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, there's Spider Spawning, the is Innistrad Draft All-Star. Yep. Uh, Think Twice. I've got a lot has, of nostalgia attached to that card. Has the best words yeah. in Magic. Draw, draw a card. card. Draw, draw a card. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've uh, played a lot flash, of Think Twice. Yeah. Yep. Very good. Merit Lager Slumber, which is a thing you can eventually... It's an enchantment that you can eventually turn into a Merit Lage token, which is... Something you can try and do, I guess. A 2020 flying indestructible token. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You need 10 or more snow permanents at the beginning of your upkeep, and then you get to trigger that thing. Which is a lot not, more not viable now than it was when this mm. card was first printed. <laughs> so, that is actually yes. true. Yeah. Well, I mean, it came out in, it looks like it's the... Um, it was in Modern, Modern Horizons. Horizons. Yeah. 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 Um, Which has had snow Astral stuff. Labes in Historic now, isn't it? No, because it's no. Modern Horizons. no. But you've just got all the Caldine you've, cards. So. Yeah, yeah okay. you got all the Caldine sure. stuff. Yep. Iceberg Cantrics. Can Cantrics. Cantrics. Yeah. Yeah, it's a weird word. I suppose. Uh, it's which is ca- a snow creature. Yeah, it's a yeah, crab. Good, I guess. Good for your Lage. Kind of close to cancer, as far as the. Anyway, whatever. Then there's <laughs> this Bone Splitter, which I know we've all played a bunch of back in the day. Yep. Play that one in Pauper. Plus two, plus O, equipped for one. Yep. Good, not broken card. Uh, Goblin Gavalier, one one with trample, gets buffed with equipment. A sword, sadly not the best sword. <laughs> this sword sword's is probably the worst sword. <laughs> no, what? No way. This sword's gas. It uh, mills your opponent out. And if you, when they would have been coding this, think about two months ago, what Historic looked like two months ago before the last tranche of bannings. This card was being printed as an answer to the Uro decks. By milling yeah. your... By fueling the Uros. Uros. <laughs> but- <laughs> I mean, it's got protection from green and blue. I understand yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. No, so, look, it's, it's not the worst sword, but them, it's not... Let them I mean, have like, a 6-6. Six, six. You only need to hit them three times and they're dead because they've, you know, they've milled their library, right? So Sure. Yeah. And you just block the six, you block the Uro with your 2-2. Two, two. Easy game. 2-2? Two, two. Yeah, read the card. Three, three. Read, read the card. Oh, you yeah, block it with the wolf token. Yeah, sure. Sure. Okay, then there's some cycling payoffs, which is interesting. Uh, so there's Faith of the Devoted, which is an enchantment. Uh, I don't think that one will see any play. Flame Blade Adept might. It's this card's a, seen uh, a fair bit of play in modern. It has. In the Hollow One deck, right? In the Hollow One decks, mm. yeah. Well, and Hollow One is actually legal in yeah, historic. In historic. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, okay. Yeah, so I, I'm, I'm interested in, in seeing what takes you could do on a heavier creature base. Um, like do you want to read that one, too? Cycling deck. Um, what, sorry? Flame Blade Adept? Yeah. yeah. Yep, okay. It's a one-mana, one-two red creature. Um, it's a jackal warrior. Uh, warrior creature type may or may not be relevant. Uh, it has menace, and it says, whenever you cycle or discard a card, uh, Flame Blade Adept gets plus one, plus zero until end of turn. So it can hit really hard uh, really early in the game, uh, particularly in modern where you've got free cyclers. But if you've got some, you know, there's a lot of cycling cards have been printed, you know, in Amonkhet where we saw this, but then in more recent sets as well. There's a current cycling deck in standard, for example. So this might be enough to make the, you know, the Flourishing Fox, Dranath Stinger archetype viable in Historic. 
because you got a, another hard hitting one drop apart from the yeah. Fox. I mean, the, the difference in the games of of cycling when you play a fox on turn one and then get to cycle twice on turn two. Yeah, right. well, like, no counters. I mean, ob- obviously, yeah. your fox is getting plus one, plus one counters, which is you know clearly a big difference. But this thing having menace and just getting in, Look, a it lot. just being being um, one drop uh, yeah. five through to eight is it powerful in itself. So yeah, the, obviously, the downside is that like the fox itself has cycling. This doesn't. It's just the payoff. So yeah, uh, yeah but yeah. I still still definitely worth testing in that deck. Yeah, for sure. Yep, I like it. Uh, what's the next uh, one? Torment of Scarabs. It's a curse. <laughs> yep. Is Witchbane Orb no been uh, legal in historic? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? At the Probably. beginning of Enchanted Player's upkeep, that player loses three life unless they sacrifice a non-land permanent or discards a card. Okay. I don't think that seems played. Maybe that's a draft no. archetype card, perhaps. But yeah, not too excited about that one. There's some good elves, though. There is. So, is it Liss Alana, Huntmaster? Yeah. I think you say you pronounce that. Yeah. Uh, four mana for a 3-3. Three, three. Whenever you cast an elf spell, you may create a 1-1 one, one elf warrior token. Lawwen Draft All-Star, that one. Mm, yeah, I remember that one. That was, yeah, it could take over the game really quickly. It, obviously, you'd want to go Imperius Perfect into Liss Alana, Huntmaster. That was, <laughs> that was the curve. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's the other one? There's a gold card there, Cracker. Abomination of Lanoir. Speaking of Lanoir, uh, there is... A legendary creature elf horror. It has vigilance and menace, and its power and toughness are equal to the number of elves you control plus the number of elves in your graveyard. So, okay, elves have not been a thing mm. really in historic, right? They've just been overshadowed by the goblins. Goblin decks, yeah. But there are there's a lot now, and also yeah. with all of the um, changelings that we've got. Yeah, the three four that lets you play things off the top of your deck uh, is an interesting space as well. So yeah, yeah, and el- elves is just such a common creature type that they're just going to be in almost every set so it's just going to be one of those tribes that eventually we're going to get one more card and all of a sudden it's like oh yep okay elves is broken in historic and it's just everywhere so yeah we just need archdruid and azuri no we do not (laughs) (laughs) Uh, is it a couple of colors cards here i'm pretty pumped about if i yeah what what do you got there true cult steel heart is uh a card that i have played a bunch of uh back in cult Mm. snap um, standard and you know with all of the snow things that are coming out of Kaldheim uh, the enchantment the Merit Lage enchantment we saw earlier they're, they're pushing that archetype in you know with a solid two mana accelerator slash color fixer which is pretty amazing and um, yeah Blink Moth Nexus uh, cheap to activate evasive uh, creature lands um, you know this yeah it's a good one yeah since since its inception uh, you know back in the 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 first Mirrodin block this has been uh, a card that's seen play in a lot of formats including modern um, so yeah it's a uh, something that has worn many bone splitters and swords and, and other equipment along the way so cranial plating crani- yeah yeah absolutely GTAs <laughs> yeah you name it um, yeah absolutely so um I think as a you know an an enabler for an archetype, uh, I think this could be a uh, yeah a sort of a key player in yeah you know, I don't know what the deck looks like mate like a mono red or a blue red artifacts deck uh, aggressive deck with um, like Bomac couriers and and the like um, this could just be you know similar to what you just said with the elf deck shorty just needs that one card to make the format sorry the archetype viable 
this could be this could be that. I'm not saying it is, but it could be that for a deck to sort of you know rise to be a you know contender in in that format. And it's also it's, it's really nice as like if you're an artifact based deck, like a, a equipment deck, you know, you post sweeper can you know activate this and and get in for those last few points of damage. It's it's not usually going to deal twenty to someone, but it'll often deal the last like five or something like that. Because Do you know what I'm looking forward to with this cracker? There's a whole bunch of nexus. Uh, no, <laughs> they, they should that not, not print that on the I was worried you were no, going to no, say no, that. No. I was like, "What are you? What's wrong with so, you?" So, with Blink Moth Nexus in the formats that you're playing with, that you're normally playing with quite enfranchised players because modern's yes. an expensive format to get into. But on Arena, there's probably yep. players out there that only have played the game on Arena, so they don't yep. know about the the pumping itself thing. And there's a, just an opportunity to get them. Uh, uh, the block pump. Oh, like, the, and it's going to be one of those things that, you know, it's probably not going to happen, but there's, there's now new potential for that to happen because, you know, if the card's been around for so long and people are so used to it in paper at, at modern events that, you know, nobody, play, you know, no one walks into that anymore. They did back in the day. Now there's going to be new people. Maybe some more people can get into it and, you know. <laughs> Few new old, people to own. Yeah, and it'll just, you know, lessons to learn, which is good. Read the card. Uh, but for, you know, old people, older players like myself, just, I don't know. I still remember the first time I got someone with that. It was like, oh, I thought I, thought I got you. Like, no, got yep. you. Also, also pump, pumps your changelings if you, uh, if you need to. Very interesting. Mm. Mm. I like it. Uh, um, the other artifact you've got there is Inspiring Statue, which is three mana for uh, an artifact. Non-artifact spells you cast have improvised, which means you can tap artifacts to pay for the uh, generic mana costs in the in the spells. Uh, this card was part of the Paradoxal Outcome uh, combo deck where you're replaying a whole bunch of zero mana artifacts a bunch of times and then you pick them all up with your Paradoxal Outcomes and then replay them all again and draw a bunch of cards and... Uh, win with what was the one where every spell you cast, Ace of you gain Flux Reservoir. Yeah, it's the one, and then you pay deal fifty, 50 life, and life and damage. Deal fifty damage. I remember standing <laughs> Which behind. That sounds you. impossible, but it's yeah, very it happens. Quick, no, actually. I remember standing yeah. behind Shorty uh, at Nats. My match had finished, and yep. he was playing against this deck, and I was, I was against, like, uh, Ollie, Ollie Ox actually that's playing right? the deck. Yeah, and yep. um, I I'd not seen the deck in action before, and I. I instantly <laughs> fell in love. Uh, yeah, it was very, very cool. So. Dirtly artifact deck with a combo finish. Oh, yeah. Surprise, surprise, Chewie likes it. Singing my song. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, so there's a few more cards there, Cracker. What else it, have we got in the there, list? Uh, yeah, they're, they're not really... Uh, uh, there's Amit Eternal, which is a 3 mana 5-5. Five, five. It's got some downsides. Um, <laughs> I don't know yeah. what else to say about that. It's the uh, zombie crocodile demon creature type, which everybody expects. <laughs> Oh, there's a I can't wait to just build that tribal commander deck. Yeah, absolutely. Zombie crocodile mm. demons. Yeah. I mean, I do, I do no. have heaps, a heaps of them deck. getting around. Yep. <laughs> there's Hamaza, Guardian of Arishan. Confidence in that one. It's a six mana five five legendary creature elf warrior. I guess they're putting elephant things warrior. in. I just say elf. My bad. It is t- most <laughs> yes, definitely is not, not an elf. Not an elf. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's a. It's a plus one plus one. Counters, um, commander. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there are three cards that don't make any sense. Yep. In in the set, they're at all. They're, they're put into the miscellaneous category apparently, which makes sense because they don't make any well, sense. I think they're in the miscellaneous category in most people's like 
collections as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, I mean, Harmless Offering was a thing people tried to make for a while with, with one of the- With Demonic Pact, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Demonic Pact. Yeah. So, I mean, that's probably something you can do. Is Demonic Pact in history? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, right. Yep. Okay. Uh, and then Shorty, the last card. Yes. The last card. Yes. What is it? Death Shadow. <gasps> yes. Is it going to be good? Uh, probably not. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so if you don't know what Death Shadow is, it is a single black for a 13-13. Whoa. <laughs> Amazing value there. But it also has Death Shadow gets minus X, minus X, where X is your life total. So you need your life total to be 12 or less. Otherwise, when you cast this dude, it just dies. Uh, which in modern I have played an absolute ton of. Uh, really enjoy playing this deck. Uh, all, all different variants of it. And yeah, you just spend a lot of time killing yourself so that you can play your Death Shadows uh, early and, and have them being big. But in Historic, we don't have fetch lands. That's the big thing in modern. You can yeah. pay one for your fetch land and get we a shock sh- land. We've got shock, shock lands and thought seizers and stuff. Yeah, so yeah. Almost so you got shock there, lands, you got thought seizers. You've we also need, um, got the, th- the bolt lands from oh, Zendikar, the ones you can pay three life for. To, oh, yeah, uh, like the Shadow Skull Smashing. Oh, and Agadim's Awakening rebuys your Death yeah, Shadows. Yep. Yeah, okay. We, we need um Street Wraith. Yeah, like you really need to be able to fetch up a Shockland so you can fix your mana and deal damage to yourself. Yeah, it's yeah. good synergy. Yeah, so it's it has the potential. I've seen some lists getting around, people playing even just in mono black, but playing with like off-color shocks and things like that to, to just damage yourself a bunch of time. Uh, it looks okay, but... Uh, yeah, I, I don't know how good it's going to be, but I'm keen to uh, keen to see what other people come up with, and if it turns out to be good, then I'll be crafting them. Nice. You guys gonna you guys gonna buy it? I think I will. Uh, probably not. Yeah, I'm not. I don't, I don't think there's enough value in there. There's there's not enough good cards that I actually want to want to use. There's I think there's with um I mean I can just craft Thraven Inspectors with the, my infinite. Yeah, um, they're, they're commons. Yeah. But um, like the the rares that I would want would you know you might want some declaration in stone but you you almost never play four of that yeah I think the sword could be good but even the swords you you might craft a couple of two. them you're probably yeah. not going to yeah. play four and the blip the, the you want four of but yeah maybe yeah, Nexus you want four maybe if you're playing the inspiring statuary deck you're going to want four of that uh, and then yeah Death Shadow you might want four of that so um, if if you're maybe. interested in playing those decks then yeah sure get it but I don't think I will. No, well, I, I think these are this is a really good thing. These anthologies um, into historic because thinking back to uh, other discussions we've had, both on the cast and and just in general, uh, when we've talked about uh, you know formats being problems and introducing cards into those formats and worrying about you know breaking standard to try and fix modern and things like that, the beauty of a digital platform is you can just release things like this to uh, patch up gaps. Or uh, yeah. prop up things, that, spice up a format. Yeah, so I, I think these are these are really good in that. Like you get that normal churn where they're printing good cards anyway in new sets, and so formats get shaken up anyway. But it tells tells us that they're uh, paying attention to the format and investing you know resources into it. So yeah, I think it's a good thing. It's good science for yep. arena magic. Yeah. Uh, so the one thing I have seen people complaining about being Magic players, they're always complaining about something, is there are a few cards in here that are from Kaladesh and Armanket blocks, and people are kind of like, okay, well, you could have just printed them in those blocks when you did the remastered sets. Now you're putting them in this instead of putting other cards in, and you're making us pay more for them. Yeah. I can kind of understand when people are coming from that. It does seem a little bit silly, but... 
I can't. Yeah, magic, magic players on, complain. On that, yeah, I I I've been a very really strong advocate of. Well, sorry, sorry, not advocate. I've been a really strong um, uh, voice of like trying to say magic players complain too much. And then I realised that I was a magic complain magic player complaining about magic players complaining. So <laughs> I, uh, just, it's a vicious cycle. It is. It is. So it's uh, magic players like value. So of course they're going to look at that. So um, yep. But you know the this is a. Uh, it, that's a pessimistic approach, but if you look at the positives of it, um, you know there are cards here that enable new archetypes, shake up the format. So you get brewing and start, you know, um, exploring those options rather than complaining about it. I think, and you know, once everybody gets past that initial like emotional reaction to something new, they uh, they'll get to that point, and uh, you know, we'll see some new decks, which is cool. So yeah, these uh, these cards are available now. They were released on the 11th of March, so a week ago from when we we're recording this. So yeah, it's already starting to see some sort of impact. Uh, but yeah, get get brewing and uh, see how the historic format is uh, getting changed. So speaking of the historic format, there is actually an event coming up next weekend, uh, which is the Caltime Championship. So this is basically the new version of the pro tours that we we have that we people can actually play in these days uh it's you know we've spoken about these in the past chewy i don't know if you've got some the details there on who's qualified and, and all that sort of stuff uh i don't have them like the, the full list oh, i do oh the full <laughs> list of the players i mean there's 210 no, no. so i don't think we're going to list them all <laughs> You can view it here, but I'm not clicking that link. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the invitation. So, yeah, there's uh, 210 players from the NPL Rivals League to um, the Magic Online qualifiers, um, all sorts of ways that you can um, qualify for this event. So um, the uh, there was the qualifier weekends that were held over the last couple of months and which are effectively, you know, arena PTQs. Uh, so... All of those have been feeding into this and, you know, they've got a quarter of a million dollar prize pool um, for, you know, so there's pretty good EV. There's um, $250,000 worth of prizes and 210 players. So yeah. um, even if you come last, you still get 500 bucks. So yep. uh, US. So it's, um, it's, it's pretty good for, you know, I'm not sure what time zone it is for us probably in the middle of the night uh, you- yeah it's the middle of the night yeah it's, so it'll start on i think the saturday night for us or it might be the friday night actually yeah yeah like saturday morning i think it starts for us um, uh, and then there's obviously three days of events it's it's the same as when they used to run pts in america the the time zones just never work for us so no no but it's I just guess, annoying yeah. but they, they do they do do the replays usually they'll they'll do the live coverage and then as soon as the live coverage ends they they put up the replay so you can still watch it during the day yep um i like the coverage team for this there's also a couple of new faces which is you know the the way that we watch you know spoke about the coverage and the replay uh the personalities that are on uh the uh the coverage play a big part in enjoyment uh whether we realize it or not but um you know riley knight uh we've spoken about him on the cast a fair bit is is great um, I like Maria, I like Alice V, I like Cheon, I love Cedric Phillips. And there's a couple of new faces as well that I've not seen ever before, so I've not okay. watched their stream or, or anything. So um, there's... Uh, I've def- definitely seen Manny Davuti 
on streams before. Okay. Uh, I have no idea how to say the other person's name. Are you? <laughs> leave, I guess so. Um, uh, yep. Leave, leave that one up at, to you. At Nifet. That's just, yep. Um, so, yeah, it's, um, you know, they've got a lot of young, uh, you know, engaging, exciting um, I'm sure Cedric would appreciate me calling him young. Um, you know, uh, commentators. <laughs> Probably Marshall too. <laughs> Probably Marshall. Yeah, I think they're all younger than I am. So that's uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's. Um, I think it's a good coverage team. So I can see them being entertaining and engaging as well. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking yep. forward to it. I you know I always watch these. Yeah, cracker. What are the formats for for this event? They are historic or and structure. So day one. Uh, so it's a. Day one, there are seven Swiss rounds of historic. Oh, no, sorry. There's there's th- rounds one to three is standard, and then four to seven is historic. So, they're splitting it. Um, standard kind of thing. Best of three. Chewy, you'd be happy to know. Well, it's real magic. So, yeah. <laughs> is it though? <laughs> um, and then day two is um, the same. So, eight to 11, rounds eight to 11 is standard, and then 12 to 15 is historic. Uh, and the top eight, what is the top eight going to be played? Top as? eight's double double elimination standard. Okay. And they're, they're doing the thing that they've done the last few times with this where once you get to 12 wins, you basically drop out of the tournament. You're automatically automatically qualified for the top eight. So it's it's something Wizards have been doing for a little while now, and we've definitely mentioned it before, and it's a, it's a way to kind of stop people from IDing in those last few rounds and making it really awkward for coverage. It's yeah, they can you know, if you if you can just keep pushing to try and get your twelfth win and then once you've got your twelfth win you're taken out of the tournament, it means the people who are left in the tournament are actually still playing to win to try and get into that top eight. So good idea and, and kind of motivates people to keep playing so they can actually have good coverage continuing through the uh, through the event. Yeah, one of those things towards being an esport. Um, you know Yeah. Yep. One of those steps. Of many yep. that are needed, but yep, I, I think it's great. A double elimination on the Sunday, I think, is really good as well. You know, we do that in our league, so you know. Yeah, we found it works good yep. for us. Yep. Which, yeah. and you get obviously those wizards lines. just keep watching what do, what we're doing. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just keep copying us. Yeah, but you know, it's a um, yeah, it's a really good thing to get build those storylines over the day as well. So yeah, I think it's great. So I'm looking forward to this. Um, High level magic is always something good to watch for you know many reasons. Um, it looks like you know it's arena, so it's it's good to watch. The coverage team looks exciting. There's um, all of the best players in the world uh, playing for like real prizes and playing um, playing formats that you know uh, are interesting. We've got you know Kaldheim is still a new set in everybody's mind. Plus we've just got these anthology cards put into. Um, put into historic so you know be interesting to see if any of those sort of make a splash yep and yeah this these are pretty important tournaments for the MPL and rivals players as well so you know that they're uh, not only trying for the money but uh, trying to secure their spots in those leagues for uh, for next year and, and going forward so yeah this is where you really get to see that that high level play and, and it kind of helps to shape uh, what the metagame is going to look like going forward so we will definitely be keeping an eye on that. I'll try and watch as much of that coverage as I can. And, uh, yeah, we'll be posting stuff in our Discord and, and sharing things on Twitter. So once we get metagame breakdowns and deck lists and all that sort of stuff. So keep an eye out for all of that and, yeah, uh, see if there's any cool new decks that come out. Yep. Uh, speaking of cool new decks and things coming out, Wizards released just a little bit of information this week 
on Modern Horizons 2. I don't know if, if either of you guys have seen anything about this, but we mentioned Modern Horizons 1 a bit earlier tonight. This was a set that came out, what, like two years ago now? Something like that? Maybe more? Uh, it was like 18 months ago, I think. Something like that. We Maybe all just two got, years ago. We okay. all just got yeah, like, <laughs> That's all I remember. Like I yeah. was, pre- the, we were preparing for the modern event where before Hogak got banned when we yep. started the cast. So yeah, so it might have been well, yeah, that's nearly two years ago. Yeah, in, yeah in a couple of true. months. So, yep, uh, yeah. So the the first Modern Horizons was a completely new set. It was the first set Wizards had done where they were printing directly into modern, and it was something that we'd speculated about in in the past on whether Wizards would actually do this sort of thing. We thought it was a cool idea. Unfortunately, they went a little bit too crazy, and yeah, they've had had to ban a bunch of cards out of that set. But you know, good on them for trying. This time around, I don't know if you guys know this, but Wizards actually got in people like Brad Nelson and BBD mm-hmm. for short-term contracts in Wizards to help design this set. So obviously, they have not, you know, they're under NDAs and all that sort of stuff. They've have not said anything about the the stuff that they did there, but they have said that they were working on it. So I don't know if that's a good thing. It might mean that the set's even more broken. We we don't know. What, what happens in Renton stays in Renton. Uh, <laughs> but uh, what well, that point I think is a, an important one, Shorty, because remember they brought in this, this play design team, <laughs> and, and then we got Ronaldrain. Yes. So yeah, yeah. So uh, I, who who knows? Yeah. Yep. But uh, yeah, we we don't really have much details on it. Basically, all that's been released is the set's coming out in June. Uh, and this time it is it's going to be a whole bunch of new cards again printed directly into modern but it looks like there are actually going to be some reprints because they have confirmed we are getting the enemy fetch lands oh, uh, and they're, they're getting printed oh. at, at rare not mythic which is good yeah uh, but yeah that that it helps but it kind of doesn't in terms of bringing prices down for for fetch lands like we always see you know you go oh sweet it's getting reprinted it's going to drop in price but then the popularity just increases and the prices just go back to where they were before. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see what effect that has. Thing though, right? it's, it's yeah, definitely. Yep. It's funny. Like I did actually see that they were coming out uh, and my first reaction was definitely influenced by the people trying to, you know, having a bit of a gotcha, a bit of a prank every time a new set comes out. Somebody puts like a windswept heath or a scalding tarn <laughs> with the new set symbol on yeah. it, and it's uh, and I'm like, oh yeah, someone's at that again, and then I'm like, oh no, hang on, this is on the you know something that's official and such. So yeah, yeah. yeah it's uh, it I, I think it's great. I think it's uh, it'll help sell the set for sure. Oh yeah, um, yeah, big time. Yeah. Um. So from a marketing perspective, it's great, and you know if it means that more commander players can you know have um. Verdant Catacombs. Scolding Tarns and yeah, yep, all then, that sort of stuff. It's a good thing. Yep. Just having more of it out there is great, I think. Yeah, definitely. So the other thing they're doing with this set, which they didn't do the last time, is they're actually doing proper pre-release kits like you would have for a normal standard set where you get it in a little box, you know, you get your six packs, you get your promo, you get your dice, all that sort of stuff. So that's something cool. They, they don't normally do that for the supplementary sets like Time Spiral Remastered that's coming out at the moment. There's no actual pre-release kits. So that's pretty cool. I, I think I'd be pretty keen to actually go to that pre-release yeah. and, and play that one. Um, the other thing they're doing is they're having set boosters and collector's boosters. So it's it's basically being treated like a standard set. It's getting the full treatment that a standard set would, would get, the pre-release kits, the set boosters, collector's boosters, but it's not being printed into standard. It's going straight to modern. So 
I think that's cool. It, it means, you know, you're going to be able to crack collector's boosters and get some sweet, fancy-as golding tarns Ooh, and, and things like that. you get foil scolding tarns. Yeah, so I can, see, uh, I can see one certain polywaffle Polywaffle's got goosebumps right now. He just doesn't know why. <laughs> he's, just, he's just feeling it. Yeah. Oh. But yeah, that's uh, that's uh, pretty cool. This didn't need help selling. Uh, when did they, <laughs> no. when, when did it they come out? It didn't matter what they put in it. When did they come out? June. June. Oh, I know what I'm asking for for my birthday. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's uh, conveniently when your birthday is. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you guys help me open it. Draft? Yeah, yeah. Can you draft Sounds collector's good. boosters? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Mm, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Rochester no. draft them? Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, it's just like Cube. <laughs> It's exactly like you. yeah. Uh, oh, that's very cool. Uh, I'm I I love a collector's booster. I've never bought like a box of collector's boosters, but I've randomly bought some and like I I bought one for you for Christmas, shorty. And um, yep. you know they are very got, a, fun got an expedition open. polluter delta. Yeah, yep. And so yep. we might see some. Oh no, it's, it's a well, yeah. It might be some uh, some fancy uh, enemy fetches. So. Um, even if it's a marsh flats, I'll be happy with that. So, um, I mean, we know 100% we're, we're all going to be somewhere together and Chris is just going to turn up and just drop boxes in front of us and go, here you go, crack all these open <laughs> and and we'll just sit there for half an hour all cracking these boosters and, and sorting them all out for him. Cause with a smile. That's, that's, yeah. that's what he does. Yeah. Yep. So Correct. I'm sure we will crack some of this product at some point and it will be a joyous occasion. Absolutely, and if you don't want to crack packs, but you're looking for specific cards, you know, make sure you keep an eye out for them on Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. No, I'm going. I'm, I want a box for uh, for my birthday. Uh, I'll uh, I'll see what's. Uh, just say just say that a little bit louder, and Jen might actually hear you in the background. Yeah, no, I'll. Um, she'll start asking me soon. What do you want? And I'll just tell her. So, yeah. uh, very good. All right, so the last thing we wanted to go through tonight is a bit of an update on where we're at on the league. So, Cracker, how is your group tracking for uh, for actually getting finished off? Because we've only got, and we're recording this on Thursday evening, yep. and there's it's like 24 basically hours 24 left. hours yeah. right right now for the league to finish off in the group stage. How's your, your group looking? We're locked up, man. Group yeah. Cracker's been done, yeah. Been done since like Monday. So I can announce who uh, the top four participants are for Group Cracker. It is Pedral, Rolling Royce, Jedi's Walker, and Asbestos Mule. Mm. And Pedro and Rolling Royce went 10 and 1. <laughs> Crushed it. Each. <laughs> uh, which didn't leave many wins for the rest of us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we very yeah. top heavy in your group. Yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy. Uh, but interesting thing, Asbestos Mule, dude called Zach, who is actually one of Yan Ray's friends, and he only started playing magic, like at all, after heckling us at the envy. He was oh, one really? of the people. Yeah, that's one of those one people. Of the, yeah, one of the people in our chat <laughs> awesome. trolling us, saying that I should be called other things uh, yeah. and stuff, just having a oh, good time. Ginger snaps, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was hoping no one would remember what that was. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, he he thought it looked really sweet, and obviously. Um, yeah, and Ray was encouraging him to play, and yeah, they um, he did really well. Came along and just crushed a bunch of people. So nice. congratulations! I look forward to heckling you on. I mean, um, you know, commentating <laughs> some of your matches uh, after you beat me to death with a mono red deck. So yeah, very good. Uh, and I think I think we've got like two or three matches left that need to be played. There's, yeah. there's yeah. actually very few. We're we're almost done. So 
but they they don't have any effect on the top five for envy points or or the top four they're actually going through to the uh, to Correct. the finals. Yep. Yep. No, very good. Good work and uh, yeah, well done, Group Cracker. Uh, Stu's group, obviously Stu's not here tonight. Stu's group has one match left to play at uh, at time of recording, which is the grudge match between uh, good mates Child Rebel Walker and Doc Hemsey. That's the uh, the only match to be played, and it's literally this match will determine the positioning of the top five. Uh, I think, I believe the the people that are currently in the top five should stay in the top five. So we've got the goat who went ten and one as well. Uh, another new new person to our uh, league, I believe they're from New Zealand actually. Uh, Skips J, another new person. So we've got all these people coming in, crushing it. Hemsey, our uh, our sponsor Pat, and then Child Rebel Walker sitting in the top five. Yeah, with with Stu himself sitting at six as that buffer, yeah, sitting who's in sixth, not available for uh, not eligible. Sorry for points. So yeah, yeah. The top so five I, looks I think pretty that, locked up. Yeah, we might get like if if Child Rebel Walker loses, so he ends up on seven four as well. There may be some tiebreakers that might drop him out, but we'll, we'll have to see once that match is played, which I think is getting played tonight. So that'll be good to see. How's your group going, Chewy? You think you've still got a little uh, way to go? These leagues are a marathon, not a sprint. So you know, there, there's <laughs> a game. True, they start as a sprint. The there's a big lull in the middle, and there's a sprint at the end. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, peaks and troughs. Um, so yeah, yeah the uh, you know we are the group with the most matches left to play. Uh, and I'm probably a, a culprit. I've got four matches left to play. Um, but it's pretty much wide open. So K-pop fanboy is eight and two, another new, new player, uh, pretty much locked in. Yanli seven, three, most likely to be locked yeah, in. I should believe, be locked in. uh, the AV cable, uh, which is, uh, Tom D, Tom D Tom who D. was a yeah, invitational competitor from last year, uh, sitting at six and two, uh, and then there's this this big glut fighting over fourth and fifth place. Um, so there's Dead Zone and Plunksy on on six wins. But then with so many other games left to play, uh, so there's Arcturus, there's Map, there's myself, there's Benny R um, that are all still in contention if we uh, manage to you know. Well, even Lab Monkey, who's currently in eleventh, I think if they win out, can yeah, jump to like maybe fifth. So yeah, yeah depending so on how other, other yeah, things it's, go, yeah, it's, kind of, it's mathematically there's, there's, possible. Yeah, there's always one of these groups. Like it just it ends up happening this way, where you kind of end up with just a bunch of people sitting in the middle somewhere, and then like it comes down yeah. to this, like the last. Well, we don't few have the ten of ones day. and and things like yeah, that. Exactly. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, um, nothing super top heavy. Yeah, and you know, trying to just build a bit of drama, you know, um, <laughs> so, just a bit I of like suspense. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So I mean, good luck to everybody there. I. I did a bit of losing last night to help people along, and uh, I, I'm one of the sevens in Yanli's seven three uh, record. So yeah, it's uh, yeah, and I'll probably play some games uh, tomorrow after dinner before the closure, and maybe one or two tonight and get them done. But uh, wide open in Group Chewy. Yep, very good. And then my group, my group is actually completely done. Every match has been played, and. Massive shout out to the people in my group. I I did not have to chase down a single person to see if uh, if they were going to play their matches, which in in leagues past has you know given me a bit of work to do. So yeah, good job. And and that's been I think that's been the same. We were saying this before the cast across the board. It's been very good to see people getting in, getting involved, playing their matches, and and not needing us to chase them up to play. It it just shows that people are actually enjoying it and, and having a good time. So. Keep it up. Hopefully, we can keep that going through the uh, the rest of the leagues throughout the year. But 
Yeah, we've uh, we've ended up with uh, Masonitas on top uh, and Aragoth in second, both sitting on eight and three. So I had sort of similar thing to you, Chewy, where I, I don't have anybody on on amazing records. Uh, I'm pretty sure we're just waiting for one, the last match to be entered into the results, but I'm pretty sure I've ended up in third with uh, Polywaffle in fourth, both on seven and four. And then uh, that means our two invites will get passed down, which should get passed down to Squid Plays and J Mud. Oh, okay. So I think J Mud, depending on how the breakers all work out, I think J Mud may be missing out on finals. I think he'll end up in fifth place, but he's getting an invitational point. So uh, that's uh, that's gonna be helpful for J Mud, and I think he'll be a bit disappointed to not not make finals again. Uh, but just just get good, J Mud. That's uh, that's what it comes down to at the end of the day. Uh, I mean, it's a simple equation, really, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, our, our league will wrap up this week, and then we'll be kicking off into the – or, sorry, the group stage of the league wraps up this week. Then we kick off into the finals. So we're we're running top 16, so top four from each, each group qualifies for finals, and they're going into a double elimination bracket, which they're going to be playing the first or the early stages of that double elimination bracket over the next two weeks to basically whittle down until we have eight players remaining. Uh, once we get to those eight players remaining, we'll have some people in the loser's bracket or some people with one loss under their under their belt already. Uh, so they, they'll only have one, you know, one more loss and they're out and some people who've sort of won through and haven't taken a loss yet. So it'll set us up for a good place to start our actual finals coverage where we've already got some storylines ready to go uh, to, to talk about on our coverage. So... The finals will be on uh, Saturday the 10th of April, so it's the weekend after Easter, and uh, yeah, we haven't actually discussed this yet, we'll be talking about this after the cast, uh, exactly how we're, how we're doing it and what time we're going to be kicking off, all that sort of stuff, uh, but yeah, safe to say it's going to be a good event like it always is, it should be top-notch coverage and uh, probably subpar commentary from, from our part, but uh, the magic play will likely be making up for uh, how, how poor our commentary will be. Uh, yeah, and it should be good fun, and and no doubt, as we always do, we'll have giveaways and, and various things going throughout the day. So keep that in diary or in your in your calendar or however you want to do it. Set a reminder for yourself. Saturday the tenth of of April going to be uh, the best place to be watching some awesome magic coverage on uh, on Twitch. Might so. do a Facebook event so it pops up in people's faces. Might, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Mm. Get uh, get a bit more exposure. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to this one. It's uh, it's been a good start to the year, and yeah, we'll be uh, we'll be kicking off the next league. We'll announce that pretty soon, and we will hopefully have a one day event in between the end of this league and the next one as well. So already had people keep an eye out for me about that. Like when when's an historic event? You know, the new anthology yeah, is out. Yeah. I want to play these cards. Let's go. So um, yeah, there's excitement about that and. People just want envy points. We all know. You can pretend you're excited about a new set. You just want envy points. I can see through <laughs> well, you. And the more people that play, the more envy points that will be up for grabs in those one exactly. as well. Yeah, so absolutely. Stack the yep. field and crush and get a whole bunch. Exactly. Very good. So, yeah, if you, if you do want to get in on our future events, uh, yeah, you've, you've still got plenty of time this year to earn Envy points and uh, and get there at the top of that ladder. Uh, but, yeah, to do that, to get in on our events, the best place is to just come and join us in our Discord. So we we talk about it every week. Awesome community in there, heaps of cool people. There's always chatter going on about all sorts of different stuff, every format. Well, we don't really talk too much about vintage and, and legacy, but most of the other every formats, format there's chatter going on all the played. time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
But if you want to get on our Discord and start talking about legacy, if you start posting in that channel, there will be people who will respond to you because there's definitely people out there that uh, that love those formats. So yeah, come and join us. It's uh, it's great fun and it's awesome for us to yeah uh, you know touch base with all these new people from all around the world. We've got people from from everywhere. So. Uh, the link for that is always in our show notes, so grab that link, join the Discord, and then, yeah, that'll be the easiest way to be notified about our events. Uh, if you want to show us some support directly, uh, you can go to our merch store. The link for that, again, is in the show notes. Pick yourself up some hoodies and t-shirts and, and all those sorts of things so you can get around in your sweet Magic Beans gear. Uh, if you want to uh, show some love to our sponsors, then jump on Facebook and search for Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar and grab some bargains on their daily auctions. And then when you win, as the guys said, let them know that the beans sent you. You can find us on uh, Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, all of those places. Just search on there for Magic Beans Cast or Magic Beans Podcast and you'll be able to find us. We, we're not super active on YouTube. We used to be, but... Mostly we just post random videos and uh, and our episodes, but get on there, give us a subscribe, and definitely uh, follow us on Twitch so you know when we're going live for uh, for all these streams. We've been streaming a lot lately, at least once per week for the last few weeks, which is awesome. Sometimes two times a week, which is uh, even better. Uh, if you want to find me on Twitter, I'm at Peace Inc. Chewy, you are? At Chewy MTG. And Cracker? At Joel Hill underscore. Very good. So that's going to do us for this week. Stay safe out there and we will see you all next time. 